This is a podcast from the Samplecast, Volume 3, Episode 71. Hello, welcome back. I'm Ruben Cornell and I'm your host for this and every episode of The Samplecast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, please take a moment to review and rate us if you can. Also, if you're only listening to the show, don't forget to watch the YouTube version. It's over there at uh, thesamplecast.com and that will show you exactly what all of this software looks like. You'll be able to see all the interfaces. You'll be able to see me gabbling on as well. So uh, you'll get the full experience if you listen to the podcast and watch the show. I've been off for a few weeks, but there's been a lot of products that have been released, a lot of updates, a lot of bargains and freebies. We're going to cover many of those in this week's show. Highlights are going to be a quick review of Audio Bros Genesis Children's Choir. I really did enjoy that, so I'm going to go over some of the details later on in the show. Also, I'll be looking at Rob Papen's Go To. That's a new synth from him. And uh, again, I've been pretty impressed by that one. There's a composer interview and full track from Yazia Verona. I went to see one of the plays that she scored recently in London earlier on in the week and loved it, so I was really happy that she agreed to be on the show. You can get in touch with me in many ways. You can straight up email me, thesamplecast at gmail.com, or you can hunt us down on Facebook. Just search for The Samplecast. On Twitter, the handle is at The Samplecast. Also on Instagram, which I always forget to say, I post lots of stupid pictures on there. So let's get on with the show. Roundup. Let's start off with something new and a bit unusual for the show. This is a new hardware synth from Dave Smith, which contains 150 gigabytes of samples from 8DO. Now, as most of you will know, I'm more on the software realm than the hardware, but this release did really interest me, well, until I saw the $4,000 price tag anyway. The unit itself has digital oscillators and analog filters and it uses samples from 8DO's basses, brass, choirs, percussion and loads more. There are plans for updates and expansions in the future including upcoming vintage synth modules and pianos. Now obviously I haven't got my hands on this, I'd really like to, if 8DO wants to send me one please feel free. But there are lots of videos online showing off the hardware and the sound so do check them out.
Next up, Fire Strings from Paris Sampling. This is a new library, a collaboration between Olivier Day Paris and Divergent Audio Group. It runs in the full version of Contact 5.7 and above. It's about eight gigs in size and contains 128 snapshots with multiple sequences, impulse responses, and engine effects. The source samples here have been recorded from electric violin and guitar through analog gear. They've sent me this for a little bit of a play and I like the engine very much, but personally, I'm not sure I'd have too much use for the sounds. There's nothing wrong with them as they are, but the industrial nature and aggressive processing doesn't really sit with my current projects. However, if you're looking for hybrid rises, scratchy rhythmic braces and sharp tonal pads, then do check out Fire Strings at the link in the show notes. Quick mention for this retro chip tune plugin from Loop Lords. This is Genetics and contains 100 sounds from the Sega Mega Drive or Genesis console if you prefer. It's got a few onboard effects and functions, but what I really liked was the authentic recreation of the game system sounds. There's more details at the Loop Lords site. Angel Strings from Audic next, and this new collection is 36 gigabytes in size with 11 microphone positions and features full orchestral sections, playing some unusual articulations including cluster slides, 
dive bombs, percussive hits and many more. Of course there are also standard articulations as well. It runs in the full version of Contact and is priced at £100 at the moment. So that's a pretty good deal I thought. Audict are working on assets as I speak for more audio and video demos. So maybe do keep your pennies in your pocket until you've seen those. Personally, I do use some of Audic's other libraries already and I do find them useful, so I'll be keeping an eye on Angel Strings. I'm always happy to report a new release from Eduardo Torolante. Sample Library fans will know him as the hardworking and hard drinking force behind many fantastic libraries. Celtic Era is no exception. It runs in the best service engine 2 and it's about 18 gigs in size. The sounds here are sampled Celtic winds, harps, guitars and a few extra things as well. I've tried out Celtic Era myself and I was particularly impressed by it. Uh, happy to report that it sounds pretty amazing to be honest. I especially like the strummed strings and soundscapes and I've never been a massive fan of the best service engine and it's starting to look a little bit creaky but the patches here more than make up for it. They're very playable and inspiring. There are lots of instruments that I've never heard sampled that well and in some cases I've never heard them sampled at all so do check out Celtic Era at the best service website.
The last expansion for Heaviosity's Novo Strings made quite a splash amongst many people, myself included, and I much preferred it to the base library. Now this week sees another expansion, Rhythmic Textures, and this samples a chamber string ensemble in sections with 16 articulations and over 12 gigabytes of content, running in Contact Player 5.6.8 and above. Everything is tempo synced and there's an interesting looking texture designer to layer and manipulate the samples out of time with one another. The online videos and demos are brief but they still give a good idea of what to expect from rhythmic textures so do check them out. Lastly, a mention for a new online course from Evident. This one is focused on creating sound design elements from scratch. It's called Trailer Sound Design. The course covers the recording process, plug-in usage, processing sounds, mixing and mastering audio, and even delves into selling your own sample packs. I'm a big fan of these courses. You can purchase them in installments, and they seem to be regularly updating the courses with new lessons and videos. Do check this one out at the link in the show notes. So usually I will start with some ambient drones with a sub boom, nothing really creative here. What's a bit creative though is that I use the Metro. You can listen to it here. I pitch down and stretch it so it's very aggressive, but then I added a bit of reverb to put it in the back to add a sense of depth to the mix. I also used a parallel chain, so at the top you have three seconds of decay, very wet. The second layer I have a grain delay that is pitched down an octave with a reverb that is 4.8. So you have actually two sounds going on. This and this. So all together. Yet this very, very rich and dark sound to paint a nice background in your mix. The Big Review. So this is supposed to be a big review, but when I received Genesis Children's Choir by Audio Bro, I was pretty much rendered speechless. So actually this is going to be a pretty short review and I'll open it just by saying, go and buy it. Audio Bro are basically the developer equivalent of an Eclipse. They only appear once every few years to surprise and delight with a new library and Genesis is no exception. It runs in Contact Player 5.7 and above, uses a brand new engine from them and contains 22 gigs of samples. I'm not going to delve further into the details than that as Audio Bro have already put out loads of excellent videos detailing every function of Genesis. So do check them out at the Audio Bro site, they're well worth a watch.
First up, the pros, and it sounds phenomenal. I have a few different children's choirs, and this is the best sounding, although not necessarily the very easiest to work with. The Auto Divisi engine works very well, and even with the Hall reverb effects turned off, the transitions through the dynamics are smooth, and the legato is very nice. There's a bewildering array of effects and options here, way more than I had time to explore in too much detail, but it's going to keep some people happy for a long time. The look ahead function works in conjunction with your door's delay time control to ensure that syllable changes fall directly on the beat. That's very clever. I tested it out and it worked nicely. So there are a few cons. I did mention earlier that Genesis isn't the simplest to dive into. You will have to look up and see which key switches do what and how to easily move between the various playing styles. Also, the phrase builder takes a little bit of getting used to. And although it's versatile enough, you will have trouble spelling out specific words realistically. The only dodgy samples I could find were in a few of the staccato recordings where the kids have hit some of the phenomes a bit too hard. Now this is no big deal as you can really only hear them on the close mics when there's no reverb. I told you this was going to be quite a short review because there's really nothing much negative to say about it. And in conclusion, I'll just say this, do go and buy it. I'm excited to see what this new engine can do with upcoming Audio Bro libraries, but in the meantime, I'll be having lots of fun with Genesis Children's Choir. Check it out at the Audio Bro site. Bargain VST. Some interesting bargains this week, and the first is a retro-style synth from Divergent Audio Group called Invasers. I actually did the walkthrough video for this a few months ago, so I've had a lot of experience with it. Invasers runs in Contact Player, it's NKS-ready, and that's what I really love about it. You can manipulate the parameters using the controls of a complete control keyboard or machine. It's currently 70% off at €37.99 over at VST Buzz. There are full details in the show notes.
Here's another bargain that I also had a hand in. This is Kirk Hunter's Diamond Symphony Orchestra. I did a quick walkthrough of this and you can find it over at the Kirk Hunter site. Now, I know that Kirk's libraries tend to split opinion down the middle, and honestly, this probably isn't the collection for you if you already have a healthy set of orchestral tools, but for newcomers, or if you just want some layering options, this library is the way to go. I won't deny that there are loads and loads of different patches here, and Kirk has included all of the legacy content as well as new stuff, so you might have to spend a little time seeking out the gems, but once you've done that, there is some really good stuff in there. Diamond Symphony Orchestra is currently 85% off at just $74.99. Lastly, a deal that really you shouldn't miss out on if you need some more sound design tools. This is a four pack of awesome libraries from Audio Imperia. They're one of my favorites. You get scenes from the multiverse, shredders, trailer guitars, and traveler aurus. I do swear by these sounds myself. They're currently 69% off at just $99.99 over audio plugin deals. Do hit the link in the show description for details. I do hope I don't mangle her name too much, but this week's composer interview is from Yasia Verona. I actually went to see a play that she's scored over the weekend and I was completely blown away. You can find more details about that on her website. Hi, this is Yasia Verona speaking. I'm a composer, sound designer and Logic Master Pro based in London. First and foremost, a big thanks to Ruben on the sample cast. It's been great helping finding out deals and broadening my skill set in general. From the top of my head, in the last seven months, I might have gone for no less than three different deals, which significantly improved my sound arsenal. So thanks so much. 
A bit about myself and my background. I studied violin at the conservatory and music college and university, and then made the jump towards composing and music production back in 2009. Having a background in conservatory, at first I was rather clueless, as you could imagine, about music production, so it was a steep learning curve until I found myself uh, absolutely at home writing and producing music from a computer. In this case, I use Logic. A bit more on this and productivity, composing resources in a bit, but first, let me show you some music. The track is called Death. It was written to accompany one of the final scenes uh, of a play, so it summarizes some of the elements, both music and sound design-wise, that had taken or had been presented previously in that precise soundtrack. To give you a little bit of context, um, the play takes place in a rural town of pre-industrial Britain, a very oppressive environment, high in social censorship, and it describes a love triangle between a young married couple and the miller of the town. There are basically two main themes. One of them stands for that oppressive environment from that suffocating effect on, on people. It's also underlined by the millstone sound design and this you will hear on the low strings. Always battling this theme, the antagonist. It's a theme um, supported by the violins in this case. It's um, expansive in nature. It starts in the play being very, very shy and then it grows and it expands. Um, just as the young woman, this character, she finds her own voice throughout the play. This track summarizes the sum of both, but also all the different elements of sound design that you hear throughout the soundtrack. One is the millstone. You will also hear horses. In this case, they stand for desire throughout the play um, for different reasons, but one of them is that the husband, who's also pretty abusive and has lots of affairs on his side, spends a suspicious amount of time in his stable taking care of his horses.
In case you were wondering, this track covers uh, the final sequence of murder and sex where the two lovers kill the husband. Now, for the interesting bits of creative process, production flow, tips, productivity, um, I focus on having a transparent workflow. For me, this is the most important thing. From the ideas in my head to the final web file, um, this allows me to keep that essence pure when experimenting, which I tend to do a lot. I simply have no time nor energy to waste in this, and in order to find these ease, for me it's instrumental to master the work tools I use the most. I find that ideas in my head are fragile, and if I don't exorcise them, so to speak, quickly and hassle-free, um, I tend to lose the freshness of those ideas. So for me, it's instrumental that there is no pause between whatever I have in my in my head and an immediate uh, tangible consequence of those ideas. Um, hence why I deal the logic certifications. Uh, so I'm totally at home in that platform, in the platform that I spend so many hours a day on. So for me, having a pragmatic setup that serves the way my brain thinks, every composer is different, definitely, and that way only, um, it, it, it's, it's uh, absolutely paramount. In this case, um, knowing my libraries of choice inside out, knowing all my keyboard shortcuts, not using an idle mouse movement, um, I always find that if you're hesitant about trying some other alternative, it's because you don't have a fast, efficient way of doing that task. Um, there should be no thinking behind what if, but rather an interrupted flow uh, and anything to make that process transparent, it's worth it. Uh, it's the equivalent of having one's pencil sharpened, I find. So in my case, I always try to have my templates at the ready for very easy, smooth and quick sketching. I do not use huge templates, but rather modular sub-templates uh, with the usual suspects that I use for very quick sketching, and I can implement them very easily in Logic. In this case, I do not have a big template with everything loaded on, but rather small um, instances. In these simple sub-templates, I have the libraries that I use the most exactly as I want them uh, configured. So by the moment I begin writing, I do not need, I know that they are going to sound exactly as I was intending them to. The three top libraries, or rather I would say sample developers that I tend to use all the time are um, any vocal or string library by Eduardo Tarilonte for writing melodies, any strings from Embertone and for piano or writing down uh, quick harmonies, the cinematic run from Antisample. The reason why I use this library so much, Shevanai for example, um, it's because they are so playable. I know that I, I own that instrument inside out. They're very nuanced, they're very, they're incredibly responsive and uh, they make that process of um, getting my idea into sound very quickly and, and hassle-free. Stylistically, I love to hear the detail, the closeness of the instruments, perhaps because of having been a violinist that you have the instruments so close physically to you. Um, it's, it's something that I enjoy a lot. Um, it's not particularly realistic or not necessarily realistic production-wise, but neither is a slow-mo one. Here we are. So even with a classical background, I have progressively abandoned the notion of working with notes unless, of course, I'm, I'm writing for, for a live orchestra. 
Um, and nowadays I think more in terms of working with sounds. Uh, that's also because I find that notation and vocabulary uh, that we use sound-wise tends to be always two steps behind our current ideas. In that respect, for me it's easier to blur the lines between sound design and music. For me everything is sound and I just use it freely. This is all from me at the moment. If you have any further questions about logic, productivity, or if you have any further curiosity about my work, um, if you are London-based or New York-based, you can catch Secret Life of Humans that I did the soundtrack for in London in April or uh, off-Broadway in June. Um, or either way, there is an album coming up with a soundtrack called Secret Voice of Humans, which includes a small study on the evolution of uh, hearing and speech in humans, uh, which was a lot of fun. Anyway, thanks again and happy writing! Free VST A couple of cool little freebies this week. The first is River Harp from Performance Samples. Now, Performance Samples have got a new cello library coming out quite soon, but in the meantime, they've released this free one. It provides some lovely underscoring textures and glissandi and loads up in the full version of Contact 5.5.1 and above. This one is highly recommended. Download it at the Performance Samples site. Claire Solo is a freebie that I found on the VST Buzz website. It's by Ivy Audio and it's a little bit tricky to locate. So do head to the link in the show notes that will take you straight there. It's a beautiful legato female solo voice and runs in the full version of Contact 5.1 and above. It's a very simple library, but it just sounds great. Check it out at the link. This week's second big review and it's the go-to synth from Rob Papen. Rob Papen synth plugins are legendary, although personally I don't use them that often as it's only because my style of work doesn't often call for those types of sounds. However, I've spent the last few days playing with this new synth and it's definitely won me over. This runs on Mac and PC and it's around £40, which I think is a very reasonable price in my opinion. It's billed as a simple to use synth, although I'd have to say that some experience of synth programming is necessary to get the most out of it.
I do find soft synths particularly difficult to review as many of them do more or less the same thing. As you'd expect, there are the usual controls here for waveform selection, filters, envelopes, and effects. However, a few of the sections of the interface did really catch my attention. You can automatically morph between two waveforms as they play in many different ways, and that's really easy to do. There's also seven different morphing modes, and the XY graphic is an excellent way of keeping tabs on what's going on. The preset manager is comprehensive, and it's really easy to find and save favorite presets from the hundreds of different ones available. The arpeggio section also deserves a special mention. It's got an automatic chord section, as does the play section of the interface, and this is useful for quickly setting up fun progressions and riffs. Good for house chords, that sort of thing. So how does GoTo actually sound? Well, it sounds like a very capable soft synth with clean waveforms, and many of the presets were takes on classic digital workstation sounds that I was very familiar with. It did take a bit of tweaking to push things into the unknown, but the basic stuff is superb. If I was going to be extremely fussy, and some people will know I am extremely fussy, there are a couple of things I'd like to see in a version 2 of the synth. It would have been nice to have been able to change the colour scheme or skin the synth panel a bit like you can with Silenth. Also, a scalable interface would have been fun, and especially because I work on quite big monitors, it would have been nice to expand that out. Sounds overall are very nice, but I usually put some sort of plug-in on my synths to bring out the bite on harmonics, something like Sausage Fatner. Now there is a distort control in the amp section of GoTo, which I was hoping would lend that kind of quality, but to be honest I found that a little bit disappointing, it was a little clean sounding for my taste. In conclusion, GoTo is a winner, especially at the price point of around £40. There's very little wrong with this synth, as long as you take it for what it is, a pretty comprehensive and easy to understand workhorse, although it's certainly not for absolute beginners. Okay, it doesn't do anything super innovative, but that's not really the point. Just like the name, I can actually see it becoming my go-to synth for many things. The sounds and functionality are great, but over and above that, it's an excellent platform to actually learn the basics of working with synths. The explanatory graphics can actually help you understand the processes of synthesis, and I think that's a great thing. So as a learning tool, I'd also recommend it. Go and check it out at the link in the show notes. Developer update.
There have been a lot of developer updates whilst I've been off air, so I'm going to cover some of the important ones. First up, it's Palette 1.1 from Red Room Audio. I wanted to feature this update as I think Red Room Audio, they've been very generous with their updates to their four palette libraries. In total, they've given you seven gigabytes of uh, extra content, and this includes brand new patches, articulations, and workflow improvements as well. For most of the new content, they actually went and recorded brand new material, including a new marimba, a set of trailer drums, hand percussion, and various other articulations for all of the soloists, amongst other things. If you haven't heard of Red Room Audio before or their palette libraries, then you're really missing a trick as they're well-priced, comprehensive, and they do sound particularly good, I think. I reckon they're a bit of an unknown gem, so do check them out via the link in the show notes. Loopmasters have completely overhauled their Loop Cloud service, which now gives access to the entire Loopmasters catalogue right within your door. You can now stream all the samples, match them to your track key automatically, and buy them as well, all from within the app, which is linked directly into your door. There are perks for signing up, including free points to spend on samples just for downloading the app and plugin. And having used this system for a little while, I have to say that I do like it, and version two of the software just makes the workflow much easier. Do check out the Loop Cloud update at the link in the show notes. Orchestral Tools have completely redesigned their first chair string library, which I reviewed all the way back in Samplecast 13 a couple of years ago. The update is a whole new download and fixes many of the small issues that I had with the library back then. To me, this still remains one of the finest solo strings collections out there, so I was happy to see that an update is free for existing users, and there's more info at the Orchestral Tools website.
And lastly, a very quick mention for Spitfire's reworking of their various chamber strings expansions into Chamber Strings Professional. This includes four additional mic positions and new stereo mixers from Jake Jackson. As of recording, the whole package is still on intro pricing and there are good deals on cross-grades for existing users. Have a look at the Spitfire Audio website. Thanks so much for checking out the show. If you'd like to learn more about me and the show and everything that I do over here, just head to the website. It's thesamplecast.com. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you can reach us in many ways. The best way is probably to email thesamplecast at gmail.com. I'll be back again next week with a full show podcast and YouTube video, and I will see you then. Bye-bye now. <laughs>